0: I saw an interesting picture on Facebook this week that would mean more to me than it does to you. It may, might mean something to a few of you, but it's a very small group of people. The picture that I saw on social media was that of a table. This particular table, not special, not pretty uh, by any aesthetic measure, but it was covered with names. Uh, Lots of those names that I recognized, they were teenagers uh, who had gone through the Emporia Avenue Church of Christ youth group at one time or another. My name was on there, lots of people I graduated with, people that were in the youth group when I was there, some of their siblings, some of those people are here at Northside. So it was kind of interesting to look at the names uh, I believe a lady at Emporia Avenue had found it in a closet somewhere, taken pictures, tagged everyone she knew, and basically said, "Hey, isn't this neat?" And you know, who would like it as a as a keepsake? And in my mind, I knew the answer to that question. The person who needed it the most was the former youth minister. And the reason that he needed that table is because every person in ministry, in mission work, reaches a point where they come to the closing of a chapter, beginning of a new chapter, and they sort of take some time to analyze and look back and consider... Well did I do any good? Did I did I make any impact? Was the time and energy dollars poured into that effort worth it? I think the enemy is real good about trying to discourage and dissuade people in the kingdom with that simple and subtle lie, you didn't really do any good here. You didn't make any impact. And it's easy for people in missions and ministry and all sorts of kingdom work to just beat themselves up. People in ministry and missions and, Kingdom work are subject to a lot of criticism anyway. But I knew this youth minister needed that table. And I sent him a picture of it. And I said, You need to take that table. Because you need to be reminded of how much good you did in the lives of those teenagers, myself included. I think that's part of encouragement, is to remind people who make an impact of the good that they do. It's one of the things we're doing here today with Alex and Aaron Flood and their momentous milestone in the journey. And as I thought about the impact that they make and the impact that we all make, I'm I thought of a story that Jesus told, and that's the story I want to look at tonight. If you open your Bibles to the book of Luke, this story is told as a parable. It is told in more than one place, Matthew and Luke, Um, and it's a story you know well. Certainly, if you are a Sunday night study kind of person, you have read this story you have thought about the story you've heard sermons on this story Luke chapter 8 is where we are and i'm going to start reading in verse 4 and when a great crowd was gathering and people from town after town came to him he said in a parable a sower went out to sow his seed And as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot. And the birds of the air devoured it. And some fell along the rock. As it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. And some fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it. And some fell into good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold. As he said these things, he called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. At first glance, we learn some pretty simple lessons that you'll likely have heard before that you are familiar with. Lesson number one, the seed is is quite powerful. Jesus will go on to explain in verse 11 that the seed in this parable is the word of God. What does they say at sunset Alex breach the word. Uh, that's the that's the reason. The, the word is powerful. It's potent. It, it changes lives. It it cuts to the heart. It's like a double-edged sword. Hebrews 4:12 says it is a powerful seed that we've been given. Hebrews 4.12 says the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit of joints and of marrow and discerning the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. The seed is powerful. I think more powerful than we realize. I think if we truly understood the power of God's word, We'd read it more, we'd meditate on it, we'd use it if we truly understood its power. The second lesson that we see is that the sower is purposeful. The sower went out to sow his seed. The sower, by virtue of his title, knows what his job is. He understands that he primarily has one purpose and one function, one calling in his life, and that's to sow the seed. And here's why he does that. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, Paul alludes to it a little bit. He says this uh, in 1 Corinthians 3, 6, and 7. He says, I planted Apollo's water, but God gave the growth So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. So the point is that we've got a powerful seed within these words, the words of Jesus, the teachings of the apostle, And if we, as disciples, as followers of Jesus, are purposeful, not prideful, A purposeful meaning we understand what our job is, and we understand that really anyone can do our job. There's not just one sower. Jesus said, a sower went out to (laughs) sow. It's not the sower went out to sow. There was only one. There wasn't just one master sower. There was a sower who was purposeful and understood that even though he planted there wasn't anything special about him the power was in the word the power was in the God who gave that very word that God who could make things grow and that his job was simply to sow the seed and so one of the things that we can get from this parable is the definition of success for, for the sower, the definition of not of success was not how many seeds planted and grew for the sower. The the definition of success is how many seeds were sown. And that's important because the seeds powerful. Powerful. You've heard the old saying, but I'll repeat it because it fits. You can count the number of seeds in an apple, but you can't count the number of apples in a single seed. You'll never know. Alex this morning shared some stats. Some of those might be interesting to you. There was really only one that, that piqued my interest, and it was this. He did over 2,000 2, Bible studies, which meant that over the course of nine years, Alex sowed over 2,000 seeds. Now, he shared the results of some of those seeds, but we'll never know till heaven how much good was done in the sowing. To me, that's the definition of success, is how much do you sow? How purposeful are you? Of course, the struggle is this. Some seeds never reach their potential. And they often surprise you. The, 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 the people that you see that would think that would be most receptive, they've got every advantage, they've got a godly family, they're, they're brought to church 52 times a year. And you know plenty of those stories that didn't work out. Because not every seed reaches its full potential. And why is that? Church growth studies and analysts have tried to figure it out. And Jesus put it very simply You ready for it? The birds get some. Now, you can spend your time chasing birds and trying to knock birds out of the field, but to do that, you have to, you have to leave the field, and even worse than that, you have to quit sowing. It's just the way that it is. Sometimes the birds get some. Jesus said the sun withered some. Oh, they, they were doing so well. They were at church several times, and then all of a sudden we saw them less and less, and they stopped returning calls, and... Stop returning messages, and Jesus said it was the sun that withered them. You can curse the sun and wish that the sun didn't exist, but of course it does. It doesn't change the nature of things. The sun is going to wither some, but the sower keeps on sowing. Jesus said the thorns choke some out. And these are the frustrating things. They're growing and they're 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 doing well and then they get choked out. The, the word literally means to grasp around, to cut off. And don't you hate those stories? I and many other former youth ministers could tell the stories teenagers took off and you thought they're going to be a great missionary be a great preacher be a future elder but the thorns come and I suppose we could spend a lot of time spraying Roundup and trying to remove all the thorns but to do that you see we have to stop sowing. It's just the way it is. There's birds and sun and thorns. And in order for the sower to continue to be successful through all of that, he's got to keep sowing. He, he, he's learning to discipline his disappointment. Don't you know that The sower, when he started, he was young, and he was enthusiastic, and he had great plans. But the sun got some, and the birds took some away, and the thorns choked some out. And with tired eyes, but a heart pure and a spirit still strong, he loads up a sack, he puts his arm elbows deep, and he continues to cast as far and wide as he can. You see, the secret to success as a sower, and this is profound, but see if you can track with me here, is to keep sowing. Successful sowers know that the more you sow, the more you grow. Sorry, I got in a rhyming part of this study and why is that because some days the seed hits on fertile soil sometimes it returns 30% sometimes 60% sometimes 100 times what was sown church growth experts try to study all that. Well, what well, well, what did he do? Was it his flinging method? How did he where did he have his elbow? What how much seed did he have? And I think sometimes we forget in the success that the mission remains the same. To keep sowing. I'm reminded of Jody Jones, who I didn't know well, but who's a missionary in Mexico we supported for a while. Talented man. Helped raise and build up a church in Mexico that's now got their own version of what I'll call Sunset. And, And for all of Jody's success, sometime later, he moved to... Frisco, Texas. And he started from scratch, building a church that still exists today. Occasionally, occasionally, you'll meet sowers who never forget the mission. No matter how little they reap or how much they reap, they never stop sewing. I could tell you the story of Jason Lawrence. Some of you remember Jason and Megan. They used to attend Northside. They're now at the Castle Rock congregation in Colorado. Jason was a kid who didn't grow up going to church. And the reason he became a Christian was because a good friend invited Jason to church camp. And that single invitation changed Jason's life, his eternity, his life on earth, the eternity of his family, the mission that he's on to get as many kids as they can possibly get To go to a Christian camp because sometimes the seed falls on exceptional soil. Jason's story is touching, but I often wonder what happened to. The kid who invited Jason to camp. I wonder if he knows just how much good he reaped in eternity. How much of an impact he made in heaven. Just inviting a kid to camp. I'm not sure I got them all, Alex. I tried to get my notes in line, but you'll forgive me if I left out some. Alex told me, all of us, actually, this morning, that he offered a Bible study. And the, the first person who called was probably a prank call. But you never know what happened with that seed. The second woman who responded was a young lady named Zane. And because of your diligence, Alex, if she stays faithful to the Lord Jesus, we'll see her in heaven. And I'm confident that she'll bring many others to the Lord as well. There's a young couple named Michael and Bethany. There was a girl named Jen and her friend Maria, who, in the world was falling apart, was seeking a church. And because one sower was diligent about sowing the seed, Maria was introduced to the church. And a man named Larry, who had lots of reasons and excuses not to come. And a lady named Tara, who was curious enough to come. Who was baptized and found her husband named Larry. It seems to me that we could learn a lot from the parable. The story about a seed that's powerful, about a sower who's purposeful, and about the secret of success, which is to never stop sowing. So you don't misunderstand. The lesson tonight is not for Alex. (laughs) He's already got that. The lesson is for us. You never know the impact that a single seed will make. Steve will say, in regard to know your Bible, that we'll never know until we get to heaven how much good the program did. And the more I am a part of it, the more I believe that. Is because there's magic in the program? No. Because there's power in the seed. However we spread it, over TV, online, over the internet, however we do it, the seed still is powerful. And our job as the church is to never stop sowing. So may we, together, collectively, individually, be just as purposeful in our walk. There are people in your life who do not know Jesus. And people in your life that are suffering from absolute, utter loneliness. They'd love to be invited into a community, into a family. They'd love to be introduced to Jesus. Jesus. May we take the responsibility as sowers seriously, understanding that power is not within us, but within the Word and within God's purposes. Let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for simple parables which teach deep spiritual truths. May we not forget the sower's mission. Lord, we do thank you for the faithfulness and the diligence of Alex and Aaron over these nine, almost ten years of faithful service, mission work, in a very hard field. And Lord, we don't know what you do, just how much good the seeds that they planted will do. Lord, we pray that your spirit would work in every heart where the seed was planted. And that in some of those seeds, 30 or 60 or 100 times what was sown will be reaped. Oh, not for our glory, Father, not, not, for, not for the flood's glory, but for yours and yours alone, Father. You work in wonderful and mysterious ways. We believe you're not done at the work in Minnesota. and We don't know what that will look like, but we thank you for the work that has been done, the seeds that have been sown, and we pray that you will continue to work in that field, in that fertile soil, wherever it may be found, up in Minnesota. I, Father, I want to pray for Alex and Aaron as they close one chapter and begin another. I pray that you give them wisdom. I pray that you show them exactly where you would have them to be. I pray that they will continue to be as faithful in the future as they have in the past. Father, we thank you for our partnerships with Northside. Our missionaries do such great work, and often it's unsung work. It's work behind the scenes. It's hard gritty work. It's addressing problems for which there are no solutions. We pray that you might bring us more mission works, and give us the heart of courage to continue boldly forward wherever that may lead. Father, may we as a church be faithful in the mission, and we as individuals be so as well. We pray that you will bless this evening as we give honor for work well done over the past nearly 10 years, and we pray that the blessings will abound not only here on earth, but in heaven as well. We pray these things in the name of your Son. Amen.